0: demons, monsters, we've all got them. I'm not talking about the video game kind. I'm talking about the real life kind. No, they're they're not fictional. They're not even mythical. They're and they are quite literal. They can come in all kinds of things. They can come in all of the challenges that you have in life. Some people are battling health, health monsters and some are battling well, I've been battling a few technical monsters, but we've, we've got all these kinds of challenges. Today, let's talk about cutting our monsters down to size. You're listening to Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast, modern tales of an ancient pursuit. My name is Randy Kentrell. I'm your host here. Coming to you from Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. From inside the yellow studio, 3.1. Winging my way toward the yellow studio, 4.0. Which hopefully will be the longstanding, more permanent, yellow studio cutting our monsters down to size uh let's talk about the elephant in the room for me at the moment that is i I've had some technical challenges uh, and they've come in the form of computer challenges now i'm a macintosh user and some months ago at the beginning of the year i made an investment in a new 2023 uh, macbook pro 14 inch version got plenty of RAM, got plenty of storage space. It replaced a 10-year-old 27-inch iMac. And I've been quite pleased to get back to a laptop. Uh, For many years, it's what I had. But then I went to a 27-inch iMac, and then I went to another 27-inch iMac, and I equally loved those machines, but you give up. Clearly, the portability. So it's been nice to have the portability back in my life. Do you have, how do you manage your digital storage? Do you have an array of external hard drives? Do you just limit yourself to whatever hard drive is on your computer? Do you use cloud based solutions? Uh, maybe Amazon storage or Microsoft's OneDrive or Google's Drive. Something like that, and then backup. What do you do for backup? Do you back up, and do you have software that will back up to an external drive? Do you have a cloud-based solution for that? Uh, my answer is yes to all of all of the above. I, for years and years and years, have had external hard drives, and I've been slowly migrating as the price of solid-state drives has come down. I have migrated away from those spinning plate kind of hard drives, the old traditional kind of hard drives. Of those drives, it's easily said and it's completely accurate. It isn't a matter of if they will fail. It's just a matter of when. And so you try to stay a step ahead and you try to have, as the engineers say, you try to have some redundancy. That is, if you've got it backed up in one place and it fails, well, then you better have it backed up in two places. And so, and the drives have gotten so much smaller and just so much better and so much cheaper. So we're kind of without excuse, quite frankly, to not have things backed up. When I went with this new MacBook Pro, one of the decisions that I made is I was going to really keep to a minimum the data that I put on the laptop. I was mostly going to have the laptop contain the applications. Clearly, the operating system is going to be on the laptop and then all of the applications. Then I was going to have an SSD, an external drive, small, where I would dump all the data. And then I would back that data up from an external hard drive to another external hard drive. So that means all of my data is going to be on two separate external hard drives. So if one fails, no problem, I've got another one. And then another external drive, also an SSD, where I would have Apple's time machine. Apple's time machine is a backup program. Now, in addition, I have a backup program, a separate program, that will copy all of the files. And it'll do this every night. I have it programmed. All the files that are on kind of my original data drive, those get backed up. To the backup drive. And so I've got double redundancy there. I've got my Apple time machine backup drive, and then I've got my data backup drive. Makes sense. I also have cloud based redundancy because I am a Backblaze customer. And so every evening, Backblaze backs everything up to the cloud. And so if I had some catastrophic failure, then I could pay some money to Backblaze, put all of my data on an external hard drive, and send that to me. Or I could take the arduous task of it taking hours and hours and hours and hours to suck all of that information from the cloud, from Backblaze, to my own local hard drive. I wouldn't do that, by the way. I would just... I would just send them some money and say, hey, send me a hard drive. It'd be faster and quicker and a whole lot easier. That's a monster that isn't a monster until it is. Until you've had a failure, until something has gone wrong, it's not only is it not a monster, it's not even a problem. But there are so many monsters in our life that are like that. When you're in good health, illness is not a monster. Illness is only a monster when your health begins to fail or you begin to suffer something. So we have these challenges in our life, and whether it's anything from the death of a loved one, ill health, the most horrid things that you can think of, or something clearly more insignificant like a hard drive problem. I encountered a hard drive problem, so I had to replace a hard drive. Okay, wasn't the end of the world. Uh, It was a minor inconvenience. Took me about a day to kind of figure out what was going on. Thankfully, it wasn't the hard drive in the computer. It was one of my external hard drives. And I ordered another one. It got delivered overnight. And overall, it probably slowed me down for about a day well pretty easy to cut a monster like that down to size because the way i did it is first i had to troubleshoot and figure out okay what why is my computer suddenly crashing and automatically rebooting and if you are an apple customer if you buy a brand new apple and you don't buy apple care i'm gonna tell you i think i think that's a bad decision i think that's a foolish decision so, I've got three years of Apple Care with this computer. I'm clearly in year one. And Apple support, by the way, is pretty terrific. So, when you have a computer monster and you are an Apple customer, and it, particularly if you are an Apple Care customer with a brand new computer, and you're in that one to three year period, it's pretty stinking terrific. And that also bespeaks another thing that is worth talking about is we're talking about cutting our monsters down to size. It really, really helps when you've got teammates. It really helps when you're not the only one with a weapon in your hand fighting the monster, but there are other people, and they also are armed, and they are also willing and ready and able to cut the monsters down to size with you. And so it is with Apple's support. So uh, they... Took a look at my crash report, which has all kinds of gobbledygook. I can kind of, sort of read one after all these years, but not nearly as well as they can. And they were quick to figure out. Yeah, it's 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 an external device. Then the question was, okay, well, which one? Because the 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 drive the drives were all behave, behaving like they were fine. They I could I didn't really notice any didn't notice anything. Uh, But then on closer examination, it did appear, okay, well, one's one's acting a little bit slower uh, than it's been acting. So my speculation is that the computer was just able to pick up, okay, there's been this change, been some change in this drive, and I'm not technical enough to understand why the crash and all that, but it was probably pulling more resources than it previously had because everything had been fine until it wasn't and this is how monsters work they aren't there then all of a sudden there they are sometimes they appear and maybe they're a small monster and then they they grow which is why if we are able we need to cut them down to size and so this really is a show about challenges now i've done an episode in the past and had a number of conversations about this by the way because i was a, a little boy in oklahoma grew up in my formative years, my early, early, early years in Oklahoma. Oklahoma was once Indian territory. And whether I heard this story because of that, I don't know. I do remember going out and looking for arrowheads and things. And when you found one, they were just, it was just awesome. It was just really awesome. And cities and towns and various counties had Indian names, In Oklahoma, it's a very common thing. And the whole notion, the the whole little story, turns out it's true, by the way, about be a buffalo and don't be like cattle. Now, thunderstorms come up all the time here in north-central Texas and in Oklahoma. This is Tornado Alley. And when thunderstorms come up, ironically, cattle seem to do what any of us would do here comes a storm it's coming up in that direction let's run away from it but buffalo don't do that buffalo see the storm sense the storm and they head straight into it well that just seems odd why why would you do that why why would you run headlong into a storm and so the question is asked well which one is in the storm the longest the buffalo or the cattle Well, clearly the buffalo. The buffalo get through that storm really quickly because they understand that storm is moving toward us. So if we run into that storm, we're going to get through it. We're going to come out the other side way faster than if we decide to move the same direction that the storm's going. We'll just have this storm over us for a much longer period of time. And so the admonition is when it comes to these monsters, these challenges in our life, be a buffalo. Face them, go headlong into them with all of the active shooter drills that so many workplaces and schools have to seemingly have to embark on these days. We hear story after story, particularly of law enforcement, when a situation like that comes up and they just go right into it. They, they just follow the sounds of the shots and they just, they head in that direction now, they don't advise we civilians to do that. These are trained professionals, but it's what they do, and it could be argued that that training is training them to be buffalo, be a buffalo. If you arrive at a scene of an active shooter, you you your goal is to go find that shooter and neutralize that shooter as quickly as possible to mitigate or minimize the damage, the injury, the killing that that person could perpetrate now we are told as civilians the opposite and in this way we are also being buffalo run your first line of defense is to run get away your second line of defense is to hide and your third and last defense if you can't run you can't hide then fight and with each one of those steps the odds of you cutting down your monster, they're reduced. They're just, for we who are civilians, these, your odds are dramatically reduced if you don't run. If you try to hide, the risk is you'll be found. And if you can't run and you can't hide and you fight, the odds are you're probably not going to be equipped to win that fight. But it's better than just giving up and giving in. So being a Buffalo can take a different form depending on who we are in our situation and the role that we are in. If you are in law enforcement and you're properly trained and equipped, being a Buffalo means head, head straight to where you hear the shots being fired. And if you're not in that situation, then run, run, get away, get away, get away, get away as quickly as you can. Um, when we're thinking about our challenges in life and – you're thinking about yours right now. Whatever they may be, and however devastating they may be, or however minute they may seem, or however inconvenienced they may, uh, how much inconvenience they may be imposing on your life, like my failing hard drive. These are the days of our life. These are the things that they happen to us every single day. Uh, I've been communicating uh, with somebody that I know. They're a fan of some of the podcasting stuff that I do, and they've got a particular health challenge and been kind of messaging and direct messaging back and forth and just trying to offer them some encouragement, not giving them any medical advice, but trying to pass along some things from other people who I have said, here's somebody who's, who's got a, a similar illness that you've got. Have you found anything that, is particularly helpful and these are the kinds of things that come up all the time i get exposed to people who have all kinds of issues and circumstances in their life and it's very common for us and it seems to be right thinking can we find somebody that's encountered a similar monster because then that can help us fight our own monster I'm a big fan of the whole peer group thing. I'm a big fan of, well, what many people call, you know, mastermind groups, that kind of thing, where we are able to get ourselves in a space with other people and we're able to collaborate. We're able to bounce things off of one another. And the big, big benefit is not only our ability to cut our monsters down to size, because we can find out, okay, here here's my situation. What, what are the rest of you... What have the rest of you experienced, and what advice or counsel would you have for me? But it's also a situation where we're able to share our opportunities. Here's something that I'm I'm thinking about that appears to be a potential opportunity for me. Anybody has anybody experienced anything like that? This shared collaboration is a is a big big deal. And while I don't necessarily want to hijack the conversation and, t- and make it all about that. I think we would be remiss to not discuss it to a much greater degree because most of us, this is just my experience, we really don't do that. We think about it, and maybe we wish for it, but very few of us have the bravery to do it. But it speaks directly to our ability to cut our monsters down to size, to fight, battle, and overcome our challenges or at the very least, to endure them more effectively and also to seize our opportunities, to surround ourselves with other fighters, people who can battle with us, like, well, like Apple Care does for me with my computer problem. We just mostly would like to hide. We mostly would like to do what the cattle do in the midst of that thunderstorm. We would like to run away from it, and we really don't want anybody knowing. We may not want people to know that we've got this monster in our life. We may not want people to even think about the opportunity that we've got uh, because well, we don't. We don't want them to see us fail. I mean, wh- what if we? What if we tried to take advantage of this opportunity and it didn't work out? Just better to just keep that. We'll just keep that to ourselves. Now, I'm not talking about living your life out loud in the sense of throwing everything on social media or starting a podcast or, or whatever. I'm just talking about finding a group of people that you feel really safe with. I, I'm, I'm constantly looking at storytellers and I'm constantly looking at content creators and I've been intrigued with this for a long, long time, I've been very, very thankful. I'm an old guy. I've been very thankful that the Internet came around in my lifetime. I mean, by the time I was approaching 40 years old, the Internet was pretty pervasive. And so I have said before, I put my first audio file online in 1997. I'm thankful I'm thank I'm thankful that it came around in in my lifetime. And I've been very fascinated with a lot of different aspects of the internet, up to and including learning enough of that code that produces websites to create my own. They were ugly as all get out, but I taught myself enough about the space to learn enough to operate, and in studying content creators, one of the biggest on the planet, if not the biggest on the planet, is a YouTuber that goes by the moniker Mr. Beast. Uh, Mr. Beast was a gamer, and in playing games, games would just randomly give you kind of an avatar and a name, and the name that he got was Mr. Beast Six Thousand. He thought, "Well, that's kind of cool," so he kept the moniker. Uh, He put his first YouTube videos out there. He was 13, 14. He's been doing this for a long, long time. He's now, you know, he's in his 20s now. And he has over 165 million subscribers to his YouTube channel. He's got probably twice as many of that if you count his other social media platforms. And it's interesting to me. So here's a person that's clear in a way. I mean, he, he... He is not the 900-pound gorilla, which, by the way, that wouldn't be much of a gorilla, would it be? I mean, I don't know. How much do gorillas weigh? If he is the 900-pound gorilla, you would think, okay, well, the 900-pound gorilla doesn't need to surround himself with anybody. And yet this person is constantly looking at the terrain and looking at other digital creators and reaching out with regularity and connecting with them for criticism to tell him in their opinion, what can he do and how can he get better? And he is able to offer the same to them. He's very, very interested in maintaining some semblance of a mastermind group. And when you hear him talk and you hear his interviews, and he gives a considerable amount of them, there's considerable information out there on him. He, he acts as though if you even question why he's, well, of course, why wouldn't I do that? Is kind of his attitude, which I love. I'm a big, big fan, not because I'm in the demographic of who he's aiming to get to click play, although anybody and everybody is his demographic, I suppose. But I'm a big fan of his obsession with improvement. I'm a big fan of his desire to get better. I'm a big fan of his desire to cut monsters down to size and to seize opportunities, and I think, he's clearly learned that surrounding himself with other people with whom he can share some of those things has been pivotal to his success. And I believe that it is to ours too. Now for you, that may be family. For you, it may be a close friend or it may be a circle of close friends. I don't know what that looks like. That's for you to decide. Just a few things for us to think about. These need to be people That we feel completely safe with. And let's define safety people who have your best interest at heart. People who are not intent on using something against you, namely the things that you divulge or the things that you share. No, they just want your best. The only dog they have in the hunt is for you to be a better version of who you are, who you want to be. Those are safe people. These are people that will maintain a confidence. These are people that you can say something to knowing that it won't be broadcast all over the world, that what is said between you and them, it stays between you and them. I know these are really rare things, but these are things that can be found if we seek them out. And I'm encouraging you to seek those out because it makes cutting monsters down to size significantly easier, better, more effective, and more efficient. It also helps us, whatever that counter would be to a monster, that opportunity for us to see those. And well, let me give you two words that are coming to my mind. Vision and clarity. I know they're kind of sort of the same thing, but vision's one thing. Clarity is much more refined, and we need both. You can't have clarity without vision. You can have vision without clarity, and we need both. We need both. I'll throw in a third term, and that term would be focus, which is also another visual kind of a term to really get focused in. That means to eliminate some distractions. And this is where cutting our monsters down to size and the flip side of that, seizing opportunities, where the viewpoint, the vision, the eyeballs, the perception, the insights of other people can really, really be helpful. I mean, come on, it's the genesis of this podcast. The fact that you and I can have this conversation and we can kind of roll these things around, we can think about these things, and we can do that together, and we can do that individually. Hopefully, that's a helpful thing. That's kind of the point here. So, what I may not be able to see, what may be difficult for me to even in to be, there's no vision. I, I can't. I can't even see it. Forget clarity and focus, because if I can't even see it. There's no way I can focus on it, but it may be clear as day for you. And maybe that clarity that you have is something that you can pass on to me. Maybe it's something that you can help me with. You can help me figure out, and you can help me see something that I can't see, much less with clarity or focus. And so that progression of skill from vision to clarity to focus is greatly enhanced when we have other people in our life who have our best interest at heart. If we are humble enough to be able to admit to them, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see it. And I'm not talking about a, a statement of, I don't see it because I don't want to see it. I'm talking about a statement of, I don't see it, but man, I'm looking for it. I'm really looking for it. I've made the analogy for a long, long time. Those people, those prints that you see and they they're just a bunch of dots you get up very close to them and it's just a bunch of dots but somewhere in that image somewhere in that 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 picture of a bunch of dots rather is an image it could be a face it could be an it could be an object and until you see it you don't see it so what if you're standing there staring at that object and there's two of you and one of you sees it plain as day, but the other one doesn't see it at all, but you really would like to see it. And it's one of those things where sometimes the harder you try, the more difficult it becomes. But if we're coached by somebody else who sees it, then they can tell us, well, step back up, step back a foot. Okay. Look away. Now look at it or okay. Squint your eyes. I mean, they can give us all kinds of coaching that might help us better figure out how to see it. So I'm not talking about there are plenty among us who've just made up their mind, I don't see it, don't want to see it, not interested in seeing it, I don't agree with you, blah, blah. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about that. We're talking about those of us who have a high degree of willingness to see it, to see the reality, to see where we stand, to see, to see ourselves for who we truly are and how things are and how we can improve because you and I both know, the vast majority of of people that we encounter every day have a low degree of willingness, a low degree of willingness to really see themselves the way they truly are, to admit it, and to be motivated to do anything about it. It's It's just way easier to believe that the world's against us and that we're victims, and there's not much, if anything, that we can do. It just is what it is, and that's that. I mean, what a, what a depressing way to go through life. To believe that you have monsters in your life and there's not one thing you can do to cut them down to size. Well, it's not true. It's just not true. We can cut our monsters down to size even if that monster is, well, let's just take a really bad case scenario, a terminal illness for which there is no cure. How are you going to cut that monster down to size? Well, one way, one big way that comes to my mind is, well, you don't have to make that the whole focal point of whatever time you've got left. You could, but how's that cutting the monster down to size? That's just saying, yeah, go ahead. Just take, just overtake my life and take my life as opposed to, you know, for whatever time I've got and for however good I can muster feeling If it's just for minutes at a time or if it's a good day every now and then, I'm going to do my best to make the time count. That's cutting a monster down to size. Could be something like I've explained with my hard drive. Okay, I got a hard drive problem. Well, that monster, I'm just going to unplug that monster, and I'm going to retire it, and I'm ordering a new one. And it came in, by the way. I don't mind telling you what I got. I got, I, I had no idea this thing was this small, by the way. I got a Samsung portable SSD. It is a T7 Shield. It is a four terabyte hard drive. Uh, this, I've got an iPhone 13 mini. I would describe this little hard drive as being about three quarters the size of my iPhone mini. This thing is ridiculously small, rinky dink, and it's it's rugged, rugged, rugged. In fact, it says three meter drop resistance, which means you could drop this thing from three meters high, which is what nine feet roughly. It's got this cushiony kind of a armor coating on it, water and dust resistant. And it's insanely good and insanely fast. So that's what I did, and that's what you could do. You could pull the plug on one monster, and you replace it with something that's no longer a monster. Again, I got no way of knowing what battles you're fighting, what monsters and demons are lurking around you, hovering around and taking swipes at you. But we all have them. And whether we choose to be a buffalo and face them and run toward them, because each of us have to be trained enough, wise enough, courageous enough to run into the storm instead of just burying our head in the sand and hiding and hoping it will go away. Doesn't work. It doesn't work. I encountered a friend not long ago, and they were talking about someone that they knew who had gone to a doctor and evidently for a number of well close to a year it sounded like from the the story and I don't know the details because I don't know the person but this person had some kind of a health issue and they admitted after the fact after they got the diagnosis that they they knew something was off but they just chose to ignore it I'm not judging that for whatever reason that was their decision to not dive headlong into it and find out something isn't right with me. I need to get to the bottom of this and find out. Instead, they chose to ignore it, hoping that it would go away. Well, you can already tell. The story's not going to end well. They ended up getting a really awful diagnosis because they had ignored it for so long, and it was too late. We don't want to do that. We just don't want to do that there there is no wisdom in that. there is no wisdom in be thinking that we're behaving with courage when really it's cowardice. I'm not judging the cowardice. it's fear. I get it we're We're afraid. I'm real leery of those people that say, you know I'm not afraid of anything. You know there used to be a big brand called No Fear. You'd go into sporting goods stores and stuff, and they had all, they had T-shirts and hoodies and caps, and you don't see them. I I guess they completely went away. No fear. I used to have some of their stuff. No fear. Well, there's plenty of fear. 100% of humans have fear, and I think it's rather foolish for us to think that we're going to conquer fear, particularly that we're going to do it alone, and that we're going to conquer it by ignoring it certainly isn't the way that a buffalo would behave, and nor should we as humans. We certainly should have more wisdom than a buffalo, I would hope, I would think. Cutting our monsters down to size, what does that look like for you? Uh, do you, Do you think about it? Do you strategize how can I minimize this demon in my life and the impact that it's having on me? And, yes, I'm also thinking about those self-imposed demons. I'm thinking about those vices and those bad habits that we have that do not benefit us. I've talked ad nauseum in recent weeks about spending and investing and, you know, these moves that Rhonda and I have made and really the theme of so much of that, including the purging that we've done. I would sum it all up in one word and that word is discipline. Can we learn to discipline ourselves to avoid doing those things that are harmful to, come on, it's the point of this podcast. Can we lean toward wisdom and can we lean away from our own foolishness? That is cutting our monsters down to size. I'd love to tell you I got this all figured out, but you know I don't. I've got monsters that, frankly, have probably needed to be cut down to size for a long, long time, and I just have, for any number of reasons, I just haven't done it. I haven't done it yet. Maybe I haven't given it the focus and the attention that it deserves. There are others that I would hope that I've, I've, I've got the vision. I would hope that I've got a degree of clarity. But boy, it's that third one that I can tell you often eludes me. And that is, can I stay focused on this demon long enough to cut it down to size? Because monsters and demons, it, it takes a persistence to cut them down to size. That if we don't exercise that persistence... They're they're just like weeds They just They keep coming back If we don't stay with it Long enough To cut them down to size Which basically means Completely uprooting them They just come back So in our happy place Where the house is We've got this rock landscaping And back in June and July A lot of rain And man, live the rain. I mean, give it a week, a week of sun and the weeds just, they come up through the rocks. Well, there's a, there's a soil barrier between the ground and the rocks. Well, what I didn't realize is, okay, well, weeds, you know, the, the little spores or whatever that sprout into weeds, guess what? They land on top of that protective thing put over the ground and they sprout so when the rain comes and the sun then comes out in the heat, then they sprout up through the rocks. And what everybody said is what you need to do is you need to spray, you need to spray something so that they won't grow roots, so that they won't try to penetrate through that ground, protective ground cover below the rocks and get into the soil. Because when they get into the soil, then, okay, way tougher to get rid of. Makes sense, right? The monsters in your life work the exact same way. Some of them, them, they're just on the surface. And with enough rain and sunshine, enough fuel, they sprout. Can we cut them down to size? Can Can we get rid of them before they take root? That's one challenge that we have. Can we spot them soon enough and get enough focus that we cut them down to size very quickly? The others that have taken root because, for whatever reason, we've ignored them too long. Can we get really aggressive in our battle, pull them up by the roots, and get rid of them? LeaningTowardWisdom.com is the website. Modern tales of an ancient pursuit. My name is Randy Cantrell. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio.